Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to show number 310 from Engage for Success. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about how to build lifetime loyalty from employees, which sounds like a bit of a tall order. Um, I'll be introducing our guest in a moment who's going to be sharing some insights and uh, recommendations and uh, views about how you can do that and why it matters importantly. Um, I'm your host for today. I'm Jo Moffat. I'm founder and managing director of Woodread. Um, Many of you will know uh, that we are a specialist ad agency who work with organizations to use their brands inside using the techniques and the thinking that marketeers apply externally, but we apply that thinking, creativity and approach and insight-driven programs of work internally to engage employees. Um, So you're listening to Engage for Success Radio. Engage for Success is the UK's social movement, uh, not-for-profit that focuses on the whole topic of employee engagement that casts a light on the subject of employee engagement, undertakes research, shares best practice, and helps organizations really understand why this matters and how they can learn from organizations who are doing this well to improve engagement with their own people. Um, So today, as I say, it's about how to build lifetime loyalty from employees, how to build lifetime engagement, if you like, and to help us uh, navigate that topic. I'm very pleased to welcome back to Engage for Success, Lee Carraher. Hello, Lee. Hi, Joe. So happy to be back with you. Yeah, well, it's great. So Lee is a founder and CEO of an organization called Double Forte. She's also a published author of, of two books, one uh, around uh, millennials, uh, one called Millennials and Management, The Essential Guide to Making It Work at Work, and also more recently a book called The Boomerang Principle, which really does play to the topic for today's show around inspiring lifetime employee loyalty. And Lee was a guest uh, we were talking just now, weren't we, Lee, uh, back in uh, show number 191, so a good couple of years ago. And I think, um, yes. you know, it's great It's great to have you back with us. So thank you for that. We obviously didn't frighten you off last time, so that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got lifetime loyalty from you, hopefully. Exactly, um, you do. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to be you're going to be helping us navigate this topic so thank you for that but before we do that um, I've I've explained your your founder and CEO of Double Double Forte but perhaps you could just give us a little bit of a snapshot of your career um, what that's looked like over the years absolutely so I started my career in communications and public relations pretty much right after college Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have a degree and I would have a degree in medieval history very useful I'm modern history, so there we go. Well, are. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it, it, this career, my friend Ramona said, you should check out PR. And I was like, okay. And uh, I did, and it suited so well that I stayed <laughs> in it to my, my communications, public relations, my entire mm-hmm. career. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been in agencies, um, started my career in agencies. Um, and then in the mid-90s, I went into Sega of America, which was the Sega video game company when it was a billion-and-a-half-dollar com- uh, company in this country. And uh-huh. then I went to uh, – I was there through for five years, which was great, just a wonderful place. And mm-hmm. then I went to Interpublic, where I started two companies for them. And then after 9-11, I had quit my job for a lot of reasons we won't, don't have time to talk about. But I okay. started Double yeah. Forte. My intention was to take a whole year off, 
That didn't mm-hmm. work out. I drove my husband crazy. And um, then I started my own company called Double Forte in 2002, um, sort of by uh, accident, I guess. I had, uh, I was thinking, I was pursuing different jobs like the one I'd had at Sega. Um, mm-hmm. My mother got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. She lived 2,000 miles away from me. I was going to be with her for her, uh, the rest of her life, Mm. be able to go back and forth. Um, And so I pulled myself out of those two jobs that I was in for, and I started my own company, Double Forte, that was 17 years ago, so that I could be wherever I needed to be for my family. And since then, Mm -hmm. the company has grown from myself and one other to today, it's about 33 people um, across, you know, in two larger offices and then people who work uh, remotely from different places in the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and what does Double Forte do? Double Forte is a public relations and communications yeah. firm. Uh, right. We started our, the company before Twitter. So mm-hmm. uh, things have changed in they our world. Rather, haven't they? <laughs> they, they have rather, haven't they? They have rather. Absolutely. <laughs> Goodness. Yes. I remember starting yes. my company's first Twitter account or our Twitter account at the kitchen table thinking, exactly. what is this, what is this what Twitter is this thing? Bird? I think we better have a go. And, you know, I just sort of sat there and made one and, and, and then, yeah. you know, then you, on you go, really. But, yeah, fascinating. And then they had a whale. They used to use the fail whale for a bird company. I never understood that. Anyway, <laughs> we don't get the fail whale that much anymore on Twitter. No, 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 absolutely. Okay, great stuff. So, Lifetime loyalty, then. What, what, mm-hmm. what? Can you give us a little bit of a, a definition of that? What do you mean sure. by that? So let's talk about. So life loyalty in general. Loyalty is doing something for somebody when you don't have to. Loyalty is mm-hmm. not doing something for somebody when you work for them, right? Right. When you are employed, you are getting a paycheck. One assumes, and mm-hmm. uh, you got to show up, which is not a skill. You just got to lo- You, you got to be there. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I think the misplaced thing about loyalty is when people decide to move on for many different reasons, often managers, leaders, companies will go, well, those people, you know, they're not very loyal. They're leaving. Well, Mm -hmm. I paid Mm -hmm. you. I did the work. That was a transaction. Once Mm -hmm. you've left a company, you can actually be more important to a company once you've left than you were inside because you're out there in the world and, oh my gosh, I just met Joe and Joe needs to meet Lee. And uh, I'm going to call Lee right now and say, oh, you have to talk to Joe. Well, well, mm-hmm, I don't have mm-hmm. to go do that, right? That was mm. loyal. I was thinking about you. I figured out something. This would be good for you. I made the effort to connect people or to make a deal happen. That's a loyal act. Mm. That is not being paid. There's no quid pro quo expected. Um, and then the loyalty um, is more about how people operate in the world not how they operate at work. Right. Unless, of course, you're stealing. Of course, that is not loyal. (laughs) Yeah, it's a wider wider thing than turning up, transacting. And and would you say kind of almost bigger than engagement or a key? I do think it's bigger than engagement. So, Uh I mean, I think people in, so engagement is super important, right? When you have someone showing up to work, you want them to be doing the job. And mm. advancing the cause of the company or the organization. Mm. Um, it's not just what's on the job description. It's the whole, your whole self coming to work, throwing it all in, making stuff happen. And most, most of us have roles that are not defined on our job descriptions, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and being excited about it is uh, important, right? Feeling wanted, feeling um, 
appreciated, feeling that you're making a difference in the world. Those are super important things that actually re, that generate engagement, that generate people mm-hmm. not just dialing it in, as we say in this country. You got to mm-hmm. show up. You got to do it. Um, and I think that the the what the piece though is the missing piece in all of this is under is really putting into our cultures, our business cultures, that understanding that Joe comes to work for Lee, and I know that Joe is going to leave. I mean, when we hire people, we know they're going to go, right? It's not rocket Mm -hmm. science to figure out they're not going to stay at the company for the rest of their life. Maybe they're 22. They're not going to be there until they're 60. It's not going to happen. So we know they're going to leave. In fact, I tell everybody when they first start at my company, Everybody meets with me in the first two weeks. I'm like, I know you're going to leave. And they're like, we just got here. I'm like, well, I know. <laughs> and it's hard to be employed by us. And there's a lot of hum- hurdles to go over. But, you know, I know you're not going to stay forever. What's important to me is that when you do leave Double Forte is that it is a point of pride that you were here. And that you never take it off your resume, no matter how old you are, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to stay as long as possible. How do I do that? One, we have a job to do. We have to do it at a very high level of proficiency because uh, of the way we work and what we get paid for and all that kind of stuff. At the same mm-hmm. time, for me to say, uh, you're going to have this job and you're always going to be interested in it would be false. Why? Because I'm not interested in my job every day. <laughs> yeah. But, and we have to have people who want to do different careers. So just because you started in one one piece, part of a company, doesn't mean you wouldn't have lots of different opportunities. Um, and we should be in relation in, in conversation and relationship about those. What are you, what are you doing? What's your contribution? What do you want to do? Gosh, can you do that in the constraints of my company or not, or my Mm -hmm. team or not, or my organization? Because if you can, let's figure that out. Maybe Mm -hmm. that means changing jobs within the organization. Maybe that means going back to school. There's lots of things that could mean. But if Mm -hmm. I want to be a nurse and I'm at Double Forte and I have, Mm -hmm. I wake up and go, I want to be a nurse, which has happened to us twice. Right. Uh, you're not going to be a nurse at Double Forte. It's not going to no, happen. You're not, you're, right? not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to create an opportunity for that. No, you, but what we can do is an, an in-house crash or something. Exactly. <laughs> We're too small for that, right? But if you come and say, you know what, I really want to be a nurse, Lee, um, I will say, how can we help you do that? Mm-hmm. And some one person said, you can, um, you know, school starts in six months. I would like to work here for five months and then I would like to go and I promise to work well and I promise to help replace myself. Oh my gosh, how perfect is that? And then Mm. the next person was like, I need to go back to school before I qualify for nursing school here. So I'd like to do that at night, but can I have a flexible, flexible calendar, flexible work schedule, and I will make sure no deadlines are ever missed by my work. I don't want to be on a career track here anymore. I want to be on a work track. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I will do whatever I can to accommodate this. And I'm like, absolutely. Sure. Because now you have a person who is driven to perform because we know that person's not going to stay. Or we don't have a, you know, if people don't do their work, that's it's never really happened to us. But if we, you know, that is where you get a real engagement because that person is going to go get their nursing degree and then we're out there in the world. They're going to be, you know, meet somebody who says, you know, I see you used to be in public relations. Do you know anybody? Like, yes, I do. I know this company mm-hmm. called Double Forte. So anything mm-hmm. we can do to help our people, um, you know, actually create the lives and careers they want to do, we are benefiting ourselves. 
mm-hmm. it can happen in the constraints of our company, awesome. If it can't, there's a way to help. Um, and if that is our point of view, how can I help you? Instead of, oh, my God, what a waste. Mm. Um, you've just driven out so much inefficiency, so much bad feeling, um, and you've created opportunity for loyal acts that will benefit you. You don't even know how they're going to benefit you when you do it. Mm. Mm. So ad- advocacy is, is absolutely uh, you know, a real key part of this then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's a so, great word. Uh, yes, okay. And, and of course, that you were talking about Twitter wasn't in existence when you yeah. started your, your company. Um, but I mean, all of these social media channels, there's a huge amount of opportunity there, isn't there, in terms of mm-hmm. employee advocacy or ex-employee advocacy. And equally, there's the opportunity for employee mischief and ex-employee so true. mischief. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's always been true that someone can hurt you or help you when they left your company. But today, I mean, hmm. someone is going to hurt you or help you, even if they don't try, right? Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, do they say good things or do they say bad things? Do they take it off their LinkedIn or they keep it on their LinkedIn? Do hmm. they, you know, everything people do is visible now. And the act of choosing not to say something good is as as strong as saying something bad, right? Mm -hmm. So how can you be in a position to help yourself help, help them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And again, of course, not everybody leaves any company, not 100% of people aren't going to leave all on good terms. There's going to be places where you don't succeed in the, you know, in that perfect relationship. But um, the effort, the overwhelming effort to help people do it means you're overwhelming, um, when people go to search you and go, what's going on over there? That double forte company that the, the goodness that, you know, the high scores will overwhelm the bad scores. Um, And then, you know, we've, so my company's 17 years old. We have um, had, uh, we're small. We're 33 people this year. And we have had um, in the 17 years, 17 now people leave and return once. And we've right. had four people leave twice and return twice. Goodness. So, right. um, and what happens there, right? So they're out in the world and they come back to the company as employees. Well, they're more valuable to me the second time around. Why are right. they more valuable? One, we know they're going to fit. We know that they're cult- they get our culture. We know that um, they know how to operate within our gestalt, right? Two, mm-hmm. they become onboarded within five weeks maximum, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of six months to one year. And they Mm -hmm. are fully functional within five weeks. And then three, so I get more out of them. No longer. I get more out of them no matter how long they're with us. And number Mm -hmm. three is they've gone into the world. They've done something different. They have new information to bring back to the company. And Mm -hmm. everybody knows, well, I'm not sure everybody knows, but you should know, (laughs) You know, the more different points of view we have, the better decisions we make. And obviously, oh, yeah. with yeah. In a company, right? You, the longer you're within a company, the more um, tunnel vision group you get. Think. The more group, right? You get yeah, group yeah. think, or you know, the way, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And anytime yeah. you can input more different, you know, different points of view into uh, into a culturally uh, aware place, you are mm. increasing your ability to be relevant. Mm. So, someone who's left, gone, done something else comes back to you is doubly valuable, right? And then they're also saying to the employees who are there, wow, this is a place to stay. If you're a place to come back to, you're a place to stay at. So um, 
you know, that's all sort of the goodness wheel there. Okay. So how do you how do you how do you actually sort of try to make that happen rather yeah. than just sort of allow you know letting it happen by serendipitous right. means? Because clearly you, you have... don't want everyone to come back. No, <laughs> not everybody. First of all, not everybody's eligible to boomerang. That's what it's yeah. called. And then uh-huh. second of all, just because someone wants to boomerang doesn't mean it's the right time for you to take a boomerang, even if they're mm. qualified, right? Even if mm-hmm. they're eligible. So mm. first <clears throat> one. But you really need a mechanism to keep people connected to the company, right? Right. And that mechanism is the alum, a corporate alumni program. Okay. And really, um, uh, it, and it's not sort of rogue LinkedIn, former employees who go and have a, an alumni club on LinkedIn. This is a group that you manage privately, online and physically, right? And then, right. you know, some companies, there are, there are now software systems that do this for you if you have an organization that's big enough. McKinsey mm-hmm. and Deloitte have their own. McKinsey mm-hmm. pretty much started this um, and is really much the gold st- platinum standard. I'll call them the platinum standard. Okay. And Deloitte, yeah, you know, is I've better. Heard but of you Deloitte, keep them connected. They, they talk, Deloitte talk about cradle to grave employee engagement, yeah. I think, don't they? It's a term I've heard. Yeah. Use. And I think that in a, well, when you have a hundred thousand employees, there's a lot, either you can be uh, not very opportunistic or very opportunistic, right? It doesn't mean, mm-hmm. but they're, they're very good at uh, helping people find places within their organization. But, and you know, when you have someone leave you, you want to keep them connected to you. So invite, so we do it in a private Facebook group because we're small. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that we administer, everybody's invited to, that we want in the alumni program. So right. 99% of our former employees are in there. And okay. then um, we constantly feed that channel with information about our company, about each other. We had someone who had worked for us um, over a decade ago who had passed away a couple weeks ago. So we let everybody know through Facebook. Then mm-hmm. um, post their own jobs. There are other companies, hey, do you know anybody could do this or that kind of thing? And then we mm-hmm. feature our former employees every once in a while. We let them know what our new clients are. We just keep them informed, right? Keep them mm-hmm. connected. Then mm-hmm. we know everybody's birthday. They worked for us. They had to give it to us. So yes. we send them birthday cards, right? Right. We send yes. them, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then um, when we have a job at opening, the first place we post that job is in the alumni program in right. that we're looking for this. And I can tell you that we have used a recruiter twice in 17 years. And um, most of our recruits come from our alumni because really? we let them know and they're like, Oh, really? Well, let me introduce you to Sally because I just mm-hmm. met her. She'd be perfect for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no expectation of payment. Sometimes we've been able to pay people. Sometimes it's been really lean and we haven't, but we've given them a thank you card, right? There's no expectation for payment, but we put that there first and they know us, they're connected to us, they know what's going on with us and they're Mm -hmm. out in the world and they're like, oh, I know somebody you could talk to, right? Mm -hmm. So we have, again, used a recruiter twice in 17 years and most of the other employees come from our alumni now. Right, right. Interesting, isn't it? And and how do you so tell me? I mean, I can imagine there might be some sense of uh, commercial kind of confidentiality challenges because you were saying mm-hmm. you you know you share on there 
details of new clients or projects that you're working on and how does that chime how do you how do you how do you do that in a way that you feel comfortable when perhaps people mm. have left you and have gone to work for your competitors um that doesn't happen very often for us thank god right. <laughs> so, okay. um we're we're very fortunate for that <clears throat> which is part of our thing right i think mm. that um People in general don't go to other agencies. However, anything right. that's public, you know, there's so much more public now, public information now. Yes. So anything we would share with, um, not anything that's confidential, but it could mm-hmm. be that we have uh, launched a new um, product for a client, or it could be that one of, we placed a client in a high profile speaking engagement or whatever it was. So mm-hmm. anything we would be doing to promoting our own work, we put first into our alumni program um, for confidentiality. I mean, I think it's, we, you know, people, when they join us, they have to sign confidentially is so important. Right. And we, yes. uh, we've so far, and we're going to knock on whatever the heck this is, Mootwood. Um, uh, we haven't had that be an issue, but you do have to, you know, lock down information inside. Um, and when people are, uh, when people are fully aware of the situation, when they leave, um, you know, they need to keep themselves employable and it's a small world. It's getting smaller every day. So, you know, they couldn't, they would make not be boomerang eligible if they broke that confidentiality that they were responsible for. And Mm. then also, you know, people call all the time, Hey, I'm going to hire this person uh, or that person. And of course you can't, you know, you're not supposed to say anything anymore in the United States because it's so legally, you know, precarious. But I, my answer, if someone would be hired by us, I go, you know, hire that, in a heartbeat, I would hire that person. Or mm-hmm. if someone's not eligible to be hired by Double Forte, I ask them to ask me different questions. <laughs> and then people right. know, people know the answer. Okay, okay. So when you talk about someone being eligible for boomerang, is that mm-hmm. kind of like almost like a, a formal, uh, you know, sort of tick box on the on the sort of end of contract yeah. thing as far um, as your concerns, or is it more is it more sort of an understanding in your mind that that's what it is? Um, for us, there is something that goes into people's file just because you know I'm not going to be at the company forever. At larger mm. companies, it's definitely a, t- a checkbox. Right. Yeah. Would rehire, yeah. won't rehire, you know, and yeah. you want to them to check will rehire. Mm-hmm. So don't be an idiot when you leave. Don't go out in a blaze of glory if you hate your manager. Right. <laughs> Do everything you can to be, you know, to leave well so that if the people that you don't are when you when you want to return, if the, none of the people that were working with you before and they check your your folder and you're like, oh, would rehire high scores that it doesn't mm. get in your way, right? We've seen yeah. this over and over again. Um, yeah. I think some, you know, we don't have very many people who are not eligible for rehiring at Double Forte because in general, we sort of, we try to do our best to manage those relationships well. Mm. Um, but, you know, leave well. Tie everything up in a bow. You know, um, in our organization, we won't walk you um, if you're resigning, right? We Hopefully you give us, two months, three months of notice, which happens several times, uh, has happened several times. Um, but you never know. So if you're going to give your notice, get ready for it. 
here's your memo. I'm ready for my, you know, dear Lee, here everything I'm working on. Here are all the deadlines. Here's what's going on. Here's what you need to know. The people mm-hmm. that work for me, here's my interim um, assessment of them all. Here's my recommendation mm-hmm. of who they should report to. You know, mm-hmm. tie it up in a bow. Um, yeah. And then if you do work, if you do give that notice for, in this country, sort of two weeks is standard. But, you know, two weeks is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not enough for you and it's not enough for the company. So if you can extend it to four or eight weeks, that's what you should do if you can. Um, mm-hmm. And then you're still working, right? You're still working. You're you're not just dialing it in your show to work and you do everything you can to transition your work in a really uh, not a frantic way, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's about being grown, being grown up and being mature about the whole being thing. A, being an adult. Being of each other. Undervalued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Not, there's nothing more important. Because yeah. um, that's what sets you up to win, right? And all of your colleagues will give you the thumbs up. Yeah. Um, I, we just had an employee who left after eight years. Um, he, We were in a conversation for about 18 months um, about... He didn't want, know if he wanted to stay in this career or not. And I said, okay, well, let me help you figure that out. You know, you don't have to mm-hmm. leave to go figure that out. We'll just figure it out mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of 18 months of conversation, he got us through a very rough first part of the year, just with so much work. I mean, we had a woman out on bereavement and all this kind of stuff. And then when, when she came back from bereavement, we finished two huge projects. And he said, you know, if I'm going to leave Lee, now's the time because – I don't have a whole lot of body of work right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he gave us eight weeks and his, you know, how he said, I don't know how to leave a company I love. Um, And also I sort of want people to miss me, but I know that if I'm successful, people won't miss my work. Mm -hmm. I was like, his name is Joe with an E, not without an E. And I said, Joe, you know, we're all going to miss you personally, but you're setting the standard when people don't miss your work because you've transitioned it so well and you set people up to succeed, that's when you know you're kicking it. You know you're doing your thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, how we conduct ourselves in this, er- in this era where people don't work for companies for their whole careers, don't expect to be at a company more than seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, those are long time for anybody under 30, man. That is a long time. It's a lifetime. <laughs> you know, it's a lifetime. Yeah. And we're going to yeah. be all, in this country at least, we're all working so much longer than we ever anticipated. I assume it's the same in the United oh, Kingdom. Yes, indeed. You know, yeah. we all thought, we. I'm 55. I thought it'd be, when I was 25, I'm like, I'll be retired by 50. We all thought yeah. that. Well, that we came and went, that. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll all be working the, longer. We need as many yeah. friends as we can have. And we're responsible yeah, yeah. for how we conduct ourselves. Nobody else is. Yeah. Well, the state pension age for women in the UK has now gone up to 66. So, mm. you know, that, that's, uh, that kind well, of... Well, that'll uh, go up. But by the time I get there, I'm sure it'll be higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've obviously got a way to go yet, Lee. Uh, we've only got a few minutes. Um, we've got just under three minutes left to, to finish this topic off, which has been really fascinating. I'd just like to just touch on very quickly. Um, the, the people that are left, the, the, the employees mm-hmm. that, are, that are still with you, how, how do they... Are they conscious of how different this sort of approach is? Do they do they yeah. talk about it? <laughs> we do talk about it. Um, and people who have been somewhere else, they all know. They sort of walk mm-hmm. into our office and go, oh, I'm in a different part of the world now. Um, right. and we, but we do reinforce it all the time. And when people, when Joe with an E uh, left, mm-hmm. I was very conscious about saying, 
thank you to him for giving us so much time. Thank you for being in relationship with me about his own career and for his timing and his effort and his work. Um, and we do do that. We had a young woman leave after she started her career with us as an intern and she'd been with us for four years and she, she's one of the very few people who went to a competitor. She mm-hmm. hates it. Right? right. Oh, it's not the same. I'm like, well, you know, I'm not opening my mouth for nothing, you know? <laughs> so okay. um, she's eligible. She's eligible yep. and I hope she comes back, but um, yeah. should she come back before she's been there for a year? No, she shouldn't. She no. won't be more valuable to us. You want to bring that diversity and that broader experience. Absolutely. Back to- things off. So okay, so we've got just over a minute left. If there was one if one of our listeners is thinking, well this sounds interesting, I kinda like this idea of an alumni club. Um mm-hmm. what do I need to do? What a, a couple of quick pointers, a couple of quick lessons. What yeah. what should people do if they want to so do if the you, same any company of any size should have an alumni program. So if there's one thing you can set yourself up for for twenty twenty is to figure out what to do in the next four months. Number one. Number mm-hmm. number two, who are the alumni that you want to bring back. Let's make the list of people you want to keep in touch with. And then mm-hmm. what is the best mechanism? Is it a Facebook group? Do you, are you have more than 150 people? Could you do it in a, a commercial program? There's several that you can find mm-hmm. on my website, leecareher.com. Um, mm-hmm. And then just start and, in, and invite people to it. And what we did when we started was we sent everybody a letter, a physical letter, right? A little mm-hmm. note card. And I said, welcome to the alumni program. Thank you so much for having been at Double Forte. You're always being important to us. And here's mm-hmm. what we're doing. Um, and okay. if you don't want to be a part of it, don't join. Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 the principles can apply to big big or small organizations, but how Absolutely. you actually enact it may be uh, different depending on the night. Depending on the size. But it doesn't yeah. take a lot of manpower to do this. Very no. little manpower. But the value is definitely there. Lee, oh, it's been gosh. fabulous. We've run out of time, but thank you very much for that. It's been really useful. Um, very valuable. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And um, we'll say goodbye now. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.